Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This sure is the Ben and Ashley Almost Famous Podcast. Yeah, we're in studio for the second time this week talking everything Bachelor. Ashley Canetti comes in hot with some new and relevant stories facing Bachelor Nation. Ashley, what do you got for us? Okay, so Jason Tarjic was at the Super Bowl this weekend with his buddy, Rob Gronkowski, and um, there was a whole bunch of Bachelor guys that joined them, uh, including Jason, Blake, and our Bachelor, Peter. But um, what I'm here to talk about about Jason is that during press at the Super Bowl, he teased a 2020 proposal for Caitlyn. He said that that would be the natural next step in this like sequence of the relationship and you know very exciting stuff up ahead i mean it makes sense right i mean it seems like fine timing they obviously are in love they've shown nothing but you know bringing out the best in each other not shocking to me no and what a crazy story that will be yeah when they do get engaged and when they do possibly get married 
just to think that she was engaged to somebody else from the franchise for three years before it. And I, I don't know. Let's take this. This feels like a good time to do this. I remember when Sean and Caitlin broke up and I remember then how it felt like quick Jason and Caitlin announced their relationship and it felt weird for us here, at least for me personally, totally. I remember going, this feels weird. I can't think of Caitlin and Sean not together now. It's funny. I can't think of Caitlin and Jason not together. It's hard for me to remember Caitlin and Sean. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm, I remember is- Caitlin and Sean, but Caitlin and Jason makes a lot of sense to me now. Whereas at the beginning, I was like, wait, no way. Caitlin and, and Sean, they made the most sense. And I don't, yeah. I don't think that anymore. Do we know if Sean's dating anybody? No. We don't know that. You would we? know that personally. Have you talked to him at all? Well, I haven't talked to him recently. Honestly, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, I might if I would see him, but I, I haven't talked to him in a while, so I don't know. Anyways, hey, what else you got? Okay, so Jed Wyatt is shocked that Chris Harrison wants him on the spinoff, um, Listen to Your Heart. And I uh, want to read this shade. It's, yeah. sh- it's shady, guys. I have so many thoughts about this, by the way, so I can't wait for to, to chime in once you're done. So over the weekend, Chris Harrison said that he um, wanted, wanted Jed to come on the Listen to Your Heart Bachelor spinoff. And... Harrison even said that the ending to his stories was tragic on many levels. So Jed has now responded to this and says in a very shady statement, (laughs) I'm honestly shocked that Chris has any sympathy at all for me redeeming myself in any sense because he came backstage before I went on the finale and sort of, you know, tried to talk me up and build me up and give me confidence. And then he went out to kind of tear me down. So for one, I'm shocked to hear that he has any sympathy for me. That just really kind of blows me away that he cares at all. I mean, judging Chris by who he is, all he cares about is the show. That's who pays him. Do you think that yeah. you think that's shady, right? <laughs> oh, that's so shady. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just totally disagree. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Chris has been good to me. So I guess, you know, Jed and I might be coming from, uh, from this, from two different perspectives, but Chris didn't ask Jed to, to do what he did when it came to hand a season. Like it's been obvious that Jed messed up. So like, if you mess up, you got to face the consequences. And if the consequences aren't good, and they're a little bit traumatic, like they were for Jed. I don't know why he has any any issue with anybody from the show. He set himself up for this. I mean, I just don't get why he can't own it. We've asked um, him to own it on the show. Own it. Say you messed up. Say you want to move forward. And then we all will with you. But instead, we keep pulling this stuff up. And we start placing blame on people like Harrison, which, of course, he cares about the show. It is his job. I don't know how much he cares about Jed, but I know – I do know that he believes Jed would be an asset to this next show. And unless Jed totally wanted the next show and messed up, I bet it would be a pretty good story for him. Okay. So actually, Jed does address that stuff earlier in this interview where he says that he would never go on any show with a girlfriend – And he has a girlfriend right now who he's very in love with and therefore, of course, is not going to go on. Listen to your heart. So he's just going, he's just backtracking, you know, he's just reiterating his story yet again that he says he broke up with that girl before going Mm -hmm. on Hannah's season. He won't let that die. 
that's that's his truth um and that's we all we, we we've heard the uh, truth thing my truth this is my truth this is her truth this is my truth there's the truth okay there's the truth there's the truth and then there's not the truth i, know. I don't know you Jed's can't, truth can you personalize your truth it's like, no that's not a thing actually like let's never here's one thing i'll start with this podcast because it's gonna be it's been common in this season this is the episode where like every girl has her truth because every every girl's truth is different, I guess. There's a lot of things we've learned in our three years of doing this podcast through talking through specific issues, things we've learned about each other, things we've learned about views of the world and our worldviews have shifted, things we've been okay with and not been okay with. Here's one thing I will never be okay with. Truth is truth is truth. Thank you. Like, Thanks for we should explaining never it when I can't. O- <laughs> let's never be okay accepting lies like that's not ever going to be a right like if you start telling me well this is how um, this is my truth and even though it's completely false <laughs> it's my truth it's what i like I, I i don't know like at that point i'm done they're like, using they're using this phrase my truth to really to, to make my opinion sound more heavy yeah it, it to me it just doesn't sound just sounds really really inadequate so here but here's the here's the thing we have to talk about jed uh, I'm happy for Jed. We met, we had him on the almost famous podcast, uh, live show. I really am. We all celebrated him and his new partner. I don't know the format of this. Listen to your heart thing. I don't know if it's a love show or if it's a music show. If he feels like it could get in the way of his relationship, then good. Don't do it. But also understand that of course you are an artist from the franchise. You've been asked to be known as a singer. Of course, your name is going to get brought up. In this new music-focused Bachelor show. Yeah. Don't get so shady and defensive so quickly. All right, next story. And it's not as... I'm not, no, not next story. It's not as if this franchise has never redeemed people. They redeem people all the time with Paradise, with their spinoff shows. So for him to think that like they're just lying about a redemption story for him is not true. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, yes, 100%. You're right. Okay, so... Tyler Cameron was spotted at the Super Bowl with all the other popular Bachelor men getting flirty with Juliet Porter of Siesta Key. And we had her on our podcast with Robbie a couple weeks ago. I wish this had happened a couple weeks ago so I could have asked her while she was here in the podcast. But basically, if we learn anything from this story, Tyler Cameron may be rumored to be with a different girl every month. He's. I was going to say, I feel like not- we talk about him and his dating like- like every episode. Yeah, like he's obviously not committing. So he's just playing the field right now. Enjoy yourself, Wasn't what he Tyler. told us he wanted to do, though? Wasn't like, as, when we had him on originally, wasn't like committing and like settling down? Wasn't that part of this whole thing? Or was am I wrong? Um, or is this like just, this is, exp- he's he's having a good time. Yeah, he's having a good time. I can't, we can't shame him for it. And I don't really remember what he said in that interview. I think he probably was like, I felt like I could have something long term with Hannah, but I don't know that like I want that's just like something I'm out there searching for right now. After meeting Julian Julia Porter, the did you feel like this is a connection or does this feel like just a fun thing? It was probably a fun for thing, but I also was in here for like ten minutes with her and all the attention was oh. on Robbie being Robbie. So uh, I, I, I can't say that I really got a good grasp, but she's very pretty. Okay. Fair enough. Final story of the episode is that Victoria F. from Peter's season, she uh, has been on a couple uh, dates at this point. Um, she's probably the one contestant that we've seen the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what we saw uh, in in the episode earlier last week that uh, she won the date to be on the Cosmo cover. Well, it was announced that Cosmo is now pulling that cover due to uh, Victoria F. Uh, modeling in white lives matter merchandise. Well, as uh, the research has gone on, Cosmopolitan has announced that uh, they've pulled Victoria F. because it was just in bad taste. The White Lives Matter was was a fishing brand supporting white marlins uh, and trying to protect the species of white marlins. But uh, Cosmo is saying that it was in bad taste. Uh, it was not funny. And as a result, uh, because of the association uh, with the obvious Black Lives Matter, uh, she is no longer going to be on the cover. But they will still uh, highlight uh, the episode and highlight Victoria F. Uh, in uh, the magazine. Should we? Um, I just what a dumb move for her to model in that. What a dumb I, move. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, it's just bad taste. Bad taste is a perfect way of saying it. It's just bad taste. Yeah. Now, the behind the scenes, if it's a fishing brand, if it was whoever the brand is, and if they thought it would be a catchy saying, I don't know their reasoning. Um, so they, for, also, they also had the Confederate flag in one of the T-shirts with mm. little white marlins in place of the, the stars. No, it not just good. doesn't not feel good. like a good situation. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a result, it's not shocking that Cosmo has pulled the cover. Uh, that is the hot takes uh, from the last... <laughs> Jeez, few days in Bachelor Nation. We were just on a couple days ago. I know, so can you the- believe that that's all come out in two days? Holy cow. The weekends just get full of Bachelor Nation doing some wild stuff. Yeah. Hey, let's take one break. We'll come back, and we're going to break down uh, this week's second episode of Peter's season of The Bachelor. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Ashley, I've got to start us here with this episode. There is a very funny scene, in my opinion. Um, this season has not been very funny to me. There's been moments. The champagne gate was kind of funny. Uh, there's been like some like reactions to fights that are kind of funny, but this first scene was funny for me because, and I want to know if you agree, the women are all sitting around, uh, kind of having this nice lunch in a beautiful city. I love Santiago, Chile. Uh, when I was down living in Peru, Santiago was just an amazing spot, uh, that was nearby. So the women are in Santiago, Chile kind of hanging out and they're all acting like good friends. But to me, it's funny because you know that very soon drama is going to ensue and this friendly like lunch that they're having isn't going to last very long. No. So this episode was the episode that really turned my opinion of Victoria F. Last episode on Monday, I didn't like the way that she insinuated that Kelsey wasn't a strong person because she was somebody who cried a lot. That's totally messed up. But today in this episode, she says to McKenna... Don't let that happen again, but that's just my opinion. Referring to McKenna interrupting the rose ceremony to go have one-on-one time with Peter. And then Victoria F. is like off doing her in-the-moment interview, and she's like just sitting on her. And I'm just like, okay, Victoria, uh, starting not to like you. So, okay. So, anyways, Ashley, just to kind of summarize what you said there, you used to be a fan of Victoria F. because of her support of Kelly. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, there's like a mean streak of Victoria F coming out. And, you know, I've been guilty of saying some mean things on the show, too. So, like, I don't really um, want to incriminate girls who say, like, a thing or two that just, like, they need to vent about. But I really don't like later in the episode when it becomes apparent to me that Victoria doesn't really like Peter. But we could talk about that later. 
Yeah, before we jump too far ahead here, there's going to be a lot of Victoria F. conversation uh, throughout this episode. I really think she pulls a massive storyline. And and some of the stuff that even we talked about with Becca and uh, Jesse this week came up again with Victoria F. But let's not jump ahead. Let's pause here and talk about Hannah Ann's one-on-one at lunch. Peter completely crashes this really nice lunch. You expect that to happen. He pulls Hannah Ann uh, for a date. And he says that Hannah Ann is the goofiest girl here. (laughs) You hate that. And we find out right away that Hannah Ann has never been in love. She makes a statement that she's saving love for the right person. Ashley, at this point, I'm just not tracking. Like, it just feels like there's a disconnect between Peter and Hannah Ann and what Hannah Ann is saying. And I do agree with Peter in his concerns really? that if you've never even pursued love or ever, ever let yourself open to the fact that you might fall in love, you're maybe not ready for the ultimate romantic love commitment. I think she was saying that she wasn't just she wasn't not looking for love. She didn't have she'd never met somebody that she fell in love with at that point. And I think at 23, that's totally valid. I don't think I was in love until after 23. Nowhere close to it. You know, um, obsession, infatuation, sure. But that's so crazy that he's, I think it's crazy that he's so concerned that she's never felt love by 23. And it's, it's not like this is a red flag for me because of her youth and because she hasn't found it yet. It's not like she's like not trying to find it or doesn't want to feel it. I'm not concerned at all. I thought it was so weird the way he freaked out so much. You know what? You know what freaks me out? What? Is I had high expectations for Hannah Ann in this date. I thought we would see something really special between Peter and Hannah Ann because at this point, I'm not seeing, I mean, maybe Madison, but if you take Madison out of the picture, there's only Madison. Huh? There's only Madison. She's the only one. So that's what I'm saying. So if we take Madison out of the picture, Hannah Ann, I thought was somebody that could step up. Uh, could be that person we go, okay, maybe he's falling for Hannah Ann also. But there just felt like there was so much disconnect between Peter and Hannah Ann. Like it felt like – I mean just seeing them sit at the after the cocktail at the dinner, sitting there and Peter's looking at her. And you can just see it in his face like I want this to work. I want to have a conversation with her. But we can't even talk. Like we're on two different planets right now and we're not able to communicate. He felt like she was doing like pageant speak where mm-hmm. everything had a perfect, clean answer. And mm-hmm. I agree with him there. Like, I am like, Peter, go be concerned about that. <laughs> Don't be concerned about her having not been in love yet. Um, but she just came across incredibly fake to me during that entire one-on-one. I was just like, Peter, how don't you see this? How are you not seeing this fakeness that I am seeing? Did you feel the same way? I had to text the group last night. You did you not respond. Group, like, you didn't respond. Yeah, well, I, you, you, I was asleep, kid. <laughs> I go to um, yeah, I, I saw your text. And I'm just, and I think when you say fake, I say, like, I just was trying, yes, fake and disconnect is what I would use. Not, like, I just don't know if she knows yet what she's trying to say. I think if he got down on one knee and said, I want to be with you forever, it would freak her out. And I think that's coming across. Like, 
she, again, she's been one of my favorites since the beginning. I thought she had a chance. After this date, I just see no way that she is ready for that next step. And now it makes sense why Hannah Ann has gotten along, it feels like, with a lot of the women in the house. Some not. We've had some you know, controversy. But a lot recently, of the women you see – recently. Yeah, you see her hugging on, you see him dancing around. It looks like she's likable in the house, but it's also why some of these women who like her as a person are coming up to Peter and using her, for example, like Kelly, and saying, we just, she's not, like, if you like Hannah Ann, you ain't going to like me because we're in two different places. Not that Hannah Ann has anything wrong with her. Not that there's anything intrinsically bad about her. She just isn't ready at all. No, Ben, I think she's just straight up acting. Like, that felt like acting to me. Those tears seemed just like something that she needed to just think about her dog dying, a grandparent dying, and just judge up. I hope not, because for Peter's sake, that he can't take any more fakeness. Like, Peter, this poor man is trying his hardest. And if now he has to deal with people faking it, not just causing chaos, but faking liking him, this is going to get so hard so fast. I don't think so it's that she doesn't like like him. I just feel like she doesn't have like a lot of emotion. And I think she's probably like, oh, my cutesy attitude and my goofy side, right? <laughs> the yeah. goofy side and my pretty face is going to get me far. And now I think he's like, oh, but I'm looking for more than that now. Now I'm looking to really feel a connection and fluid conversation. And then I think maybe she freaked out. I think her tears were a result of her f- thinking that she was going to get eliminated. Not the fact that there was like... um distance between them those were elimination tears those were i may not get a rose here i still think hannah ann's around for a while speaking of somebody who's gonna be around for a while we brought her up earlier in the episode victoria f uh we see a scene here where we flash to the house the women are sitting in the house obviously mckenna is the one that we all expect to get the one-on-one it's the thing she desires the most uh she wants it so bad speaking of how bad she wants it i do think um it is hilarious like McKenna's uh, tongue and facial oh my expressions. God. Oh my god! That we oh have to god. talk about that. That's it is like so hard to watch and so beautiful at the same time because it's just. I love Lauren Zima's <laughs> tweet where she's like, "Chris Harrison does this to people sometimes as she's dating Chris." Like, I think it's the funniest thing ever. It's like anyway. so gross yet so yeah. entertaining to watch. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this gif over and over again, and yet I'm so disturbed by it. And by the mm. way, you guys, I know that the first couple episodes, I was totally not in to mckenna i really like her now she just like she wants she this it all out. She, she loves it all out. yeah she lets it all out you know that i love it when people are that open and expressive and they she truly doesn't care what she looks like on the show no. or in front of like the girls like she just wants love she truly does she wants it so bad. So we see McKenna. Uh, really, the highlight of, of this is McKenna getting the one-on-one. She doesn't. The date card comes in. It says, I feel like we didn't get a fair chance on our first date. Victoria F. is off for the one-on-one. And here's the thing. Let's stop there and say McKenna feels like this whole thing at this point is pointless. Um, it's hurting her. But she still has a group date to go on. So both the date cards arrive. At the same time, mm-hmm. ha- uh, Victoria F. and for the group date. And um, so, of course, McKenna gets on the group date, but she slays it. She does such a good job being the maid. And she's so happy. She thinks she's accomplished a lot. It's funny how this like made up group date that is obviously scripted 
and scripted to have. I mean, it is like this isn't yeah. an editing producer. Like this is a scripted television show. Yeah. How happy it makes her to kiss Peter. Like she's accomplished something, even though it's scripted. Like that's how much she wants this. Ash. <laughs> she's so cute in this. She really is. I was really happy for her. I thought she like slayed her role. She did a great job. Um, but. And like I loved the, um, I just thought it was just a really interesting group date. You know how usually I tell you that I don't like group date activities, and I like gaze over, glaze over. Mm-hmm. I was really invested in this. You were. I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. I thought it was really well done for where they're at in the world. I yeah. think the date, like the this date, was really fun and super enjoyable. I love Harrison's little uh, scene where he comes in at the end. But all that's great and all that to be said, McKenna leaves this feeling really good. It leads us to the cocktail party where I think one of the most shocking things happened in like my recent memory on this show. Victoria P. and Peter sit down. It starts really good. She just wants time with Peter. She wants to like sit on Peter because she wants to feel oh my God, him. Wait, how awkward was that? How awkward was that? She's like, can so, I sit on your lap? Because I feel like I haven't been close to you for a while and my love language is touch. But then she like crawls on him in such yeah. an uncomfortable way and it's such an uncomfortable position. And you can tell that like he wasn't really that down. No. Well, here's the funny part. And I know you. And I know my girlfriend, Jessica, like that is definitely something We're Jessica kiddies. would do. We're kidding. Yeah. She would yeah. be like, can I just like curl up here and do like sit on me? I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like <laughs> you're like, take, I can't even watch football anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a move I make. Yes. So like, I get it. I do. I saw that and I was like, but I don't think you do that. Like when you're, I just feel like it takes a while to get to that point where like Jessica knows she's doing that and knows that like. I think it's cute and I I don't hate it. Like I actually enjoy her being near me, but at the same time she knows I'm like, this is a little annoying. Like I I could like Um, not have you sitting on my lap. Oh, totally. Jared, Jared's like, can you just, you know, think about time and place first. (laughs) (laughs) It's exact. But so like, you don't do this at this stage in the relationship. Anyway, she does it. They start talking. I did not expect Peter, even though this was like a funny little position that they were sitting in. I had no clue Peter was going to send her home. Did you expect it? No, absolutely not. I thought that she would end up getting eliminated at this rose ceremony, just kind of like doing the math. But I definitely didn't think he'd do it then. And I have a question for you. Do you think that he would have sent her home right then and there and, um, you know, not wait for the rose ceremony like he did if she didn't bring up the conversation topics that she did like she was just like i just want to make sure that we've gotten over this stuff and then he was like oh well now that you brought it up mm-hmm. not not really we're not really in the same place but if yeah. she had like gone in to that to that group date thinking i'm just gonna have fun and talk to him about light fluffy stuff would she stayed around or was his plan the entire time to dump her there uh, no, I think, I think it was just because of where the conversation went. Like, oh. I think at some point he hit him. I can't lie to this girl. Good on Peter. He didn't lie to her. He didn't string her along. Um, he kind of strung McKenna along a little bit, yeah. but like that's for a later conversation. He yeah. didn't string Victoria P along, but again, I pause here, Ashley, and it's my, my theme of this season is Victoria P would have been in my top few girls for Peter to end up with at the end because it felt like he was so into her and it felt like they had something decent, even though we saw some like weird things out of her, like, Hey, this is my truth. And I, even though I'm not making a lot of sense here, it's what I am saying. So it's gotta be true kind of statements. 
But he sends Victoria P home, which now eliminates one more person that I thought potentially he could be with. There were some weird eliminations in this episode. Um, but you, I want to talk about agree? that later. Um, I mean, I personally got to the point where I didn't trust Victoria anymore. And there was like something about her that I wasn't connecting with. But I do feel like it was somebody that I would have thought Peter probably would have had around a little bit longer. There's a couple girls that I'm surprised he put through versus her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Even though I just I said agree. that I thought she may be eliminated at the rose ceremony. But we got down to six this week. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where we, yeah, it makes sense. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Peter returns then, Ashley, to the room full of girls. Um, at this point, Tammy is talking to McKenna. Can you freaking believe this? Can you believe no. this scene? I think it's the wildest thing. I don't know what's going on with Tammy. I really don't. But something like is is Tammy? Here's my question, I guess, for the audience. Uh, email us at benashleyiheartmedia.com or hashtag almost famous podcast. At, Tammy feels so much like uh, she's so strong in her opinion. That is she right at any level? Like, is anybody here team Tammy? Is no. my question. No. I'm so crazy. I like she makes me so nervous to watch because if I were in the house with her, I would, you know, obviously I'm like a McKenna and I'm like a Kelsey and I get scared watching her because I think about how hard she'd come after me and I would obviously react exactly like Kelsey and McKenna have, which is very strongly. This girl, Tammy, has some problems with emotion. She must have grown up or something in a very unemotional household. I'm trying to pick. I'm trying to figure out what it is that she has her biggest issues with. She's scared of emotion. Is anybody team Tammy? Do you think like, is anybody out there going to email? I hope you do. If you are, please explain to us what it is you're seeing and feeling and experiencing here. Um, she, she with makes, Tammy and her opinion. She makes it seem like you girls who are emotional are well, one childlike, um, which is totally wrong. But she also says that girls who are emotional are like, it just shouldn't be there anymore. Like they're not strong enough for him. It's it's so mm. wacky. And it's so it's sad because I think we all liked Tammy. We thought she was the comic relief. She was the type of girl that we were excited to see in Paradise. But now I feel like she's like the most bad souled girl there. Like Hannah Ann may be fake to me, but Tammy's got some issues. Is Tammy the villain of this season? Yeah. Have we identified that? Yeah. And now she, you know, she's, she, she is the villain and Hey, and she's taken people with her. McKenna, uh, is obviously upset. She discusses it. Then we see with Peter. Um, and she's very clear with Peter that for whatever reason, she's, she wants to make Peter know that she's very ready for marriage. Well, obviously, uh, here we see Peter respond fine to it. We know what happens later on, but it doesn't get McKenna the rose. Instead that goes to Madison. I thought, this was a really – I want to pause here, Ashley. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in this episode where Peter and Madison are outside. 
they're kissing, they're dancing, whatever it is you call it. And she goes, they're arguing inside. And Peter goes, yeah, they are. And he leans right back to her. And I'm like, that right there shows that he has no interest in anything else but Madison and where she is at this point. And I think that means that she's in it for the long haul. Yeah. there's They have a, a chemistry that is different by so many miles from the rest of the girls. Mm-hmm. And um, like a depth to them. And you can feel their intimacy Rather than it mm-hmm. being like, we're making out because making out's fun. It's like, this is, we're, we're kissing because we're falling in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and it's like they've sat and we've seen them sitting in silence together. We've seen them overcome like some like obstacles together. I think Madison would definitely be the front runner, which wasn't the case for me. And I got a lot of heat for it earlier this week because Victoria F was my front runner. Now, yeah. Ashley, let's take the rest of this podcast. Uh, before we get to the rose ceremony and talk about Victoria F. She gets the one on this week because Peter feels uh, like she didn't get the fair shot the first time because of the whole thing with Chase Rice. Also, uh, if you remember right, Victoria F has uh, Becca had brought this up to us earlier this week. She's ran away into a corner twice and made Peter chase her. Um, she's shown a lot of emotion uh, and kind of uh, we've never got a clear idea of if she's into Peter or not. Okay, um, so we've never understood that. Give me your take on okay. all of her confusion and her holding mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then I'm going to give mine. Maybe we agree, maybe we don't. Uh, I mean, I, I think for me, I look at this and say she's just not that into Peter. Oh, okay, so um, we agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's it. And I think she wants to be. I think she's probably uh, feeling like, why am I not? Because he seems like such a great guy. And I just don't think she's that into him and she doesn't want to admit it because here's the one thing about the show that does happen. You get into it and it's hard to leave it. Once you're in it, it's hard to leave it, even if you aren't into it. And right now, I think Victoria F is feeling like, oh, crap, I have two one on ones. Peter's telling me all these things. He's opening up to me. This is getting serious. I'm all of a sudden feeling like we could be like he could be down on one knee at the end of this thing. Like this is no longer fun and games. I got to get out. Absolutely. I think see, perhaps seeing Chase Rice last week made her be like, oh, God, I'm far more attracted and into him. Um, Peter is definitely showing her that she's the the front runner um, by asking on two dates. And I think she's thinking, oh, man, I may win this thing. And then I also think that producers probably want her around for hometowns because she's been such a big character. Well, here's the other part of this whole thing is it feels like to this point in this episode. Yeah. Victoria F has been clear. She doesn't know if she's into Peter. She's in the bathroom talking to producers saying she doesn't know where she's at and if she's ready for marriage. Um, we see Hannah Ann earlier in the episode, not showing Peter a lot of emotions, not really connecting with him. We see the women on the group date, uh, kind of some express their emotions and he sends them home. Um, there's one that, you know, he seems to really like is Madison outside of that. Ashley, I feel like this episode was hard for me to watch because, again, I like Peter. There's I think no he's a nice dude. But it was just a lot of women not being very into him. Yeah. And it's I don't get it. Like, he's yeah. a good-looking dude. He's nice. He's been super kind to them. Like, it feels like at every turn, there's somebody else coming up to Peter being like, yeah, it's just – even the women that he likes so much, Victoria F. and Hannah Ann, for example, he brings them on one-on-ones and they sit there and they just kind of stare at him. And when he, when he asks – questions that matter they just kind of blankly stare back and be like i don't want to lie to you peter 
But I think what they're saying is, I mean, I think we know what they're saying is, I'm just, I'm just don't think this is it. Yeah. And I also think that Victoria, just to reiterate, I think that Victoria F wants to stay around because she wants the followers. And then, um, but she's really not knowing like how she's going to do this without breaking his heart. Like, she's like, how do I stick around? But just long enough and then not look like a villain. She's like in this weird little like back and forth. Like, I have to play this game right and not turn out to be like, who did that? I feel like somebody pulled out like top three or four. Oh, Cassie. Cassie. But now after Cassie and Colton are together for over a year, I definitely don't think about that when I think of Cassie anymore. Uh, it's weird. Um, it's weird. I, I feel like this is where the episode, in my opinion, kind of stops. Uh, I know we have the Tammy and McKenna thing we're going to talk about. But if we break down the episode to this point, again, what we have is Peter trying to connect with a few women that I think he's interested in. It's not happening. A group date that, in a sense, uh, we see a great connection between him and Madison. And then a little bit of drama uh, with Victoria P. And a lot of drama with the women involved, the drama then leads us, Ashley, into something that is unexpected. The second uh, date that Tammy and McKenna get asked on to is a two-on-one. Uh, the two-on-one is meant be, is asked to be done before the cocktail party, where at least one of these women will be going home. But there's no this rose be- on the group date like normal. There's no rose, but the, the drama that ensued during the group date led us to this two-on-one. Peter invites them in. We see this happening. There is a sp- empowered speech, impassioned speech. Oh, I by loved McKenna. it. I loved it. Did you? Yeah. It Who? was. It was a little much. Okay. It was a, it was little, a little much, much to me. Then she, she should have stopped midway through. I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said. I liked the heart oh, yeah, and passion behind it, mm-hmm. but uh, it was like a the little bit melodramatic. And you're right. Exactly. The closing. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember I was like, darn it. it. Like, she should and, have cut it off a couple sentences ha- before. <laughs> Her closing, like it was all okay. Good. There was good moments, good things being said. Like, I am a strong woman. Your words will not hurt me. You have said some things to me that could have hurt me. They will not hurt me. Like all that stuff is great stuff. And then yeah. I think she ends it with like, and that's what I have to say about this topic. It's like, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you didn't need that. It was cute, though. It was cute, nope. and everyone was Team McKenna. Um, Tammy was just such a bitch. She's just such a bitch. She, why does she? You think it's still? I mean, we'll go back again, Ashley. You think it's the emotional stuff? Like she just doesn't like emotion or like. Uh, tears it throws her off right she why def- do you think it throws her off i don't know she definitely has been brought up in a way to think that tears are weakness and you should not be doing this at this age right and i also think like i have to backtrack a little bit and just talk about age for a minute because i think that is just the common denominator in all of this there's a huge difference between 23 and 28 he's 28 huh. This is when you really start being like, I have the urge to settle down. I think Mm -hmm. that's the average age. And then these 23-year-olds who signed up to, you know, to live an influencer life are like, oh, man, this guy, I'm I'm, I'm realizing that he's really here to find his wife. Yeah. 
He's really here to find his wife. This scares me. Funny <laughs> enough, McKenna is probably the one person that would say, screw Instagram, despite Tammy's claims, and be like, Peter, I'm happy to move like into the middle of nowhere with you and just be with you. And he eliminates her. Yeah, she gone. Well, it leads us then um, to the evening portion. We, we, we see this. This is a switch, I think, and you'll see this, in, and, and I think listeners, you'll feel this. Uh, I think this is a moment. I'll put my stake in the ground and, and claim this. After um, this two-on-one, which leading Tammy in, leaves because which Tammy leaves because Peter trusts McKenna more. Which, thank God, he sees something clearly. McKenna walks into the room uh, full of the women, very happy, proud. Uh, I understand you get it, but. You start to see the conversations that Peter has with the women that are left, and they're deeper. Uh, they have more meaning. Um, there's more things being said. There's more things being said back and forth. Even Victoria F. has apologized to him at this point and, and says that she put her walls up. She wants to break those down and give Peter her all. Don't believe her, but yeah. there's there's more depth happening now at the end of this episode. And I believe this, this is where I'll, where I will stake, uh, put my stake in the ground. I believe the rest of these episodes this season will have a depth to them that we haven't experienced yet where drama will slowly be forgotten and the pursuit of something special will now be at the forefront. And I think that happened now because we started to see that happening for the first time. I agree. There was definitely a, a change in the feel. Ashley, walk us through the rose ceremony. What happens? Well, who did you go into this rose ceremony being like is probably going to get eliminated? Uh, that's so hard, honestly, for me. I mean, at this point, at this point, everybody was up for grabs. I thought there was a uh, I really thought there was a, a potential for uh, Natasha and um, Kelly. Me too. Home. Me too. I just wrote it down. I said, okay, it's definitely going to be two of these three women, it being Kelly, McKenna, or Natasha. I will say his um, rose ceremony cocktail party conversation with Natasha was really strong. So that mm-hmm. made me feel like, oh, maybe she does have a better chance than I'm thinking. So when he called Natasha's name, I was like, oh, damn. So it's definitely going to be Kelly and McKenna. And yeah. then. He calls Kelly's name, and I am blown away. I Jer- Jared was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, he eliminated Sydney, and I couldn't be more mind-boggled. He, in Monday night's episode, he's like, you're the best kisser. I really see something with you. I feel such That's an intense chemistry. That's going to be awkward chemistry. when he picks somebody. Mm-hmm. I know. And then, all of a sudden, one episode later, she's gone. And gone with no drama. Gone with no explanation. So confused. I thought she was a shoe in for top four. I think we were all shocked. I mean, I didn't have McKenna up there because he had just kept her from the two on one. So I was like, oh, I think that means she's going to be around. Obviously, it didn't. Were you yeah, as Sydney's befumbled? a shock? Were you befumbled? I was befumbled. By... Yeah, befumbled. Yep, just completely befumbled. Thank, thank you, Hannah B for the for the word. Mm-hmm. I was so confused. Listeners, are you confused? Are you shocked? Does this throw you off? I mean, Sydney seemed to be a, a popular choice. I mean, like we said, Peter had told her you're the best kisser here, which was a very aggressive statement. Also, again, very awkward for whoever he ends up choosing and probably watching this episode with him. I think they have some practice to be done. Um, I guess if he chose anybody at all. But 
Yeah, shocking. You guys, I asked you on Monday night if anybody had information on Sydney in her high school past because it came out during Monday night's episode that there are some pictures of her like in the homecoming court and like being very active in school functions and just being this beauty queen and she seemed like the last girl that would be eating lunch in the bathroom stall not to say that that those are two things that correlate but you know where i'm going with it and then a picture came out of her and hannah b together because Sydney and Hannah B went to the same high school and I believe I they were in the same grade even. Oh. So yeah, isn't this like what a small world, crazy small world. So I said, I want to do an almost famous investigates to see what <laughs> Sydney was really like in high school. I hear rumors that she and Hannah B did not get along. Um, but now that Sydney has been eliminated in a very non-dramatic way, I guess we can cancel the investigation and we will what resume high is this? in paradise. I mean, my high school, my high school doesn't have like, actually, my high school has some studs in it. That's right. <laughs> another, another very crazy note about high school. Sydney from from Colton season, Sydney, who was on our live podcast a couple weeks ago went to high school with Victoria F and she agreed um, that, you know, further down in the, the season and maybe afterward, she will come on and talk about the things that she knows about Hannah F. I mean, Victoria F. This, this world is getting very, very close. And like, it scares me. I was like, what are the odds of this? What are the odds? Warsaw High School, I need you to please pull out somebody else to go on this show so I can start talking about how I knew you once in high school or not at this point, probably when you're like in sixth grade. Um, please, Warsaw, I know you got some people around there. Uh, hey, I think it's a great idea, Ashley, maybe an in-depth episode of yes. uh, Almost Famous, <laughs> Famous Investigates. Ashley, to close out this podcast, I want to hear uh, your summary of this episode your rating A to F on Peter at this point this season after this episode, and then also what we can expect. Remember, this is spoiler-free, what we can expect in your eyes to look forward to for the next couple weeks. Okay, well, we can look forward to more depth, I would say. We can look forward to seeing more Madison, because as somebody who I actually think is the only person right for him, we've seen so little from her. I would give Peter... In this episode, I mean, can we give him an A just because like he's so sweet and like just the perfect package that no girl seems to want. Maybe they want a little bit more edge from a guy. He's not edgy at all. <laughs> um, and then was, did I answer anything else? Yes. I mean, I think you said we, we're going to look forward to depth. Mm-hmm. This episode felt like a lot of like kind of like disappointment for Peter. Mm-hmm. It's still is a transition episode and you're going to give Peter a higher grade this week because he's um, sweet because he's just so darn sweet. <laughs> he, he just doesn't just so darn cute. Um, I would agree. I think Peter, I think Peter's doing great. I've said that every week. I think he is, uh, is going to get his, his footing here. I think there's gonna be less drama, more depth. I'm going to give Peter uh, a B plus. That's still an upgrade from last week. And he's only going to go up from here. Uh, I think what we can look forward to 
is, I mean, Peters came out publicly now and said it, so it's not even a spoiler that he falls for multiple women during the season. Now we get to look forward to who those women are, and I can't even guess at this point. Madison would be the only one that I'd say, this seems like a good shot. Hey, Ashley, mm-hmm. great job this week. This is our second episode of the Almost Famous Podcast in one week. We did that because The Bachelor continues to add more and more time to the television, which takes over more and more of our life. But we love <laughs> hearing and listening um, from to you. So listeners, please email us at benandashley at iheartmedia.com or hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast. Reread them. We do. We appreciate them. Uh, and so please take some time, send us a message, uh, kind or not, and, uh, and we'll make sure to read it. Listeners, uh, also please, uh, make sure to come out and visit Becca and I, as we do, uh, hit 66 cities here starting, um, next week on our bachelor live on stage tour. Look forward to seeing you there with that. Ashley, good work. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Guys, bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts hey guys this is paris hilton trapped in treatment is back and this season we're taking on wasp the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.